Welcome, and thank you for listening to Sandy Creek Stirrings. I'm your host, Joshua Jimenez. And if you're going to win souls, you've got to love souls. In spite of their meanness, in spite of the way they look, in spite of everything, you've got to seek to bring souls to Jesus Christ because you love them, because Jesus loved them, and because Jesus died for them, and you're trying to bring them to the Son of God. The Bible says in Psalm 84, 11, my last verse, for the Lord God is a sun and shield. The Lord will give grace and glory. No good thing will he withhold from them that walk uprightly. I based my whole life on that, that it pays to serve God, and I believe that with all my heart. God has given us a guidebook. God has given us a directional map. And that guidebook, that map, is the precious Word of God. Listen, don't just go and sit in the pew. Find some way to serve and serve as a family. Be a part of everything at church. And when you learn to love what God loves, um, your children will learn to love it as well. Homes are not that spiritually strong. We're getting overtaken by the world quickly, but unfortunately, we're pumping all the sewage in. You know, we're letting the world in when that ought to be a haven. Well, here we are, episode number 209, the very last portion of Where Is My Church Going? Ten Signs Your Church Is Changing. And this will be, we've done back-to-back episodes. Episode number 208 was the ninth um, sign that your church may be changing, the ninth pointer and saying, hey, this is the direction the church is going. It is changing. We did that in the most recent episode, episode number 208. Let me encourage you, if you have not listened to this series or you haven't listened to it for a while, let me encourage you, go back and listen to episode number 208 first. We really went into depth on what we've covered up to this point so far. We gave you all the different episode numbers, so you can go back and listen to those and listen to each of them in order. We started way back on this series on episode number 166, and that was the first one. Then um, we did 168, 173, 174, 179, 184, 198, 208, and then here we are, 209, finishing up the series. And I hope this has been something that has opened your eyes, that has been a blessing to you, that has allowed you to foresee the danger ahead. Proverbs 22 talks about how a prudent man foreseeth the evil and hideth himself. This is something biblical. This isn't just a whim that I picked up and said, oh, we're going to talk about churches changing. There's enough church bashing going on around here. And uh, But let me tell you, Something we need to be very careful of is that we foresee the evil ahead and we hide ourselves from it. And I believe this one right here, this one we're going to talk about today, I believe may be the biggest reason that churches change. The biggest reason churches change. And let me give you this reason, and we'll discuss it in depth today. Let me encourage you, though, if you have enjoyed listening to Sandy's Creek Stirrings, I want to thank you for listening and being a listener. I have really appreciated those who have listened to the podcast, who have gotten in touch with me, said, hey, keep it going, keep it up. What an encouragement that is to me. Thank you so much. If you have a question that you would like to have answered here on the podcast, and sometimes we think, well, nobody would be interested in that question, you would be very surprised. There are probably many other people who have that same question that you do, 
who would be interested in hearing that question if you would only send it in. So let me encourage you, if you have a question you would like answered here on the podcast, you can send that in. My email address is joshua at sandycreekstirrings.com. Again, that's joshua at sandycreekstirrings.com. You can send in those questions. If you want to know where did the name Sandy Creek Stirrings come from, what's that all about, go to our website, sandycreekstirrings.com. Go to the About page, and that'll tell you where the name came from. But here we are on the very last portion of 10 Signs Your Church is Changing. Where is my church going? I believe this may be the number one reason why churches change. And here we are. Your church is changing because you are. Your church is changing because you are. Pretty much every other episode up to this point has dealt with things that come from the leadership, that come from maybe the pastor or the pastoral staff or where they set the direction of the church or changes they make. But this time we're going to talk about you and me. Because sometimes we can be the biggest reason a church changes. You say, I, I don't believe that. That's hogwash. Psalm 12.1 says, Help, Lord, for the godly man ceaseth. For the faithful fail from among the children of men. In this psalm, the psalmist is literally crying out to God for help. Why? Because the godly man ceaseth and the faithful are failing. And he says it's making a big change. Your church may be changing, and one of the signs and one of the ways it may be going a different direction than it should. That was a deep breath. Is because you are. Can I remind you the church isn't a building? The church isn't carpet and pews and a pulpit. The church is you. It's people. It's an assembly of people. That's the church. If the church build, building that you meet in burnt down today, there would still be a church. You would just meet in a different location. Because the church is the people who make up that local independent New Testament church. And your church may be changing because you're changing. You say, well, how do I gauge that? A great way to gauge if you're changing your church is to ask yourself this. And think about this. I honestly want you in your mind right now, prepare your mind, prepare yourself mentally, because I want you to ask yourself this question. If all other members were like me, what would my church be like? If all the other church members were just like me, what would my church be like? Let me ask you this. Would there be any members at all because you don't even belong to a local New Testament church? You're not a member. There's a big deal about being a member of a local church. You find a good church. You've sat under the preaching. You know you've prayed about this is the place to be. Join. Become a member. It's important. How about this one? Would the attendance be constantly up and down because you struggle with faithfulness? If every other church member was just like you, what would the attendance be like? Would it be great on Sunday morning, but there'd be no point for a Sunday night or Wednesday night because you don't go? What would the attendance be like? Would there be any ministries at all because you don't serve in any? 
Think about it. If every other church member were like you, would there be any ministries? Would there ever be a special sung in church or even a choir because you're unwilling to sing? It amazes me. I I lead the music at my church. It amazes me how many men, right? I don't see it with women too often. I'll be honest, I've never seen it with a lady. Maybe some of you who have been in this longer than I have have, but it amazes me how many men, I'm too macho to sing. So they stand there looking at me as everybody else is singing the congregational music as I'm leading with my hand and keeping the timing and all that weird stuff. And um, But I'm leading the singing. They just stare at me with this blank stare. So you know what I do? I stare right back at them. And um, every now and then I catch their eyes. And, I, you know, I, I, I don't stare at them very long. But, boy, I sure do want to. Like, I want to look right at them and let them know I see you. And uh, there you go, an assistant to the pastor confession. And um, But would there ever be singing because you're unwilling to sing? Uh, you're too macho for that? Would there ever be an organized soul winning time because you don't go? If every other member was like you, would there be a soul winning time at church? And if you don't go, then no, there would not be because nobody would show up. Would there be enough money to keep the lights on and support the missionaries if everyone gave like you? Would the missionaries ever be prayed for if everyone prayed for them like you do? Would an amen ever be said during the preaching? Would the bus ministry ever run? Would junior church ever happen? Would the teens ever have activities? Would the congregational singing ever be impactful? Would a complaining spirit be overwhelming? If every other member was like you, what would your church be like? And you say, well, yeah, I don't really want to think about that. Think about it. What would your church be like if every single member was like you? So maybe stop pointing a finger at the leadership and pointing a finger at this and that. Maybe point a finger at yourself. Maybe I should point a finger at myself. I'm not leaving you out on an island alone. I'll join you there. Oh, there are things I need to change. There are things I need to get right. There are things I need to do better at. There are things I need to do better for the Lord. But maybe before we start saying, oh, you know, the staff did this and the pastor did this and woe to the pastors and we've got all these garbage podcasts and um, it's up to you whether or not you want to let me in with them. But we've got all these garbage podcasts. Oh, woe to the pastors and blah, blah, blah and this and that. But the truth is we're the issue. We are the issue. Many times people feel like their church is changing because they got something, and I'm going to use a term I used last episode, and I don't know if it's proper or not, but they got something stuck in their craw that they didn't like. They didn't feel something was handled the right way. They weren't talked to about it. Oh, nobody talked to me about it. They could they could have done that better. And instead of going and trying to communicate this or to get it right, they let it sit like an open sore, and that sore just begins to fester. And they say, well, my church is heading the wrong direction. No, maybe the church is, is fine, and maybe you're headed the wrong direction. Everyone else is fine, but you're not because you have a wound that you've left untreated. 
When you feel like your church is changing, here's a couple things I recommend you should do before you go looking at the leadership. Number one, first examine yourself in your own life. Ask, is it me? That's a good question. Is it me? That's a, Can I just step back for a second on that topic and say that's a really good question for all areas of life? You got a problem in the marriage? Ask yourself, is it me? Go to God and say, God, if it's me, show me. You got a problem at work? Ask yourself, is it me? Go to God and say, Lord, if it's something that I've done that I've created a problem at work, would you show me? If it's something with your children, don't blame them. Ask yourself first. First. I'm not saying maybe they don't deserve some of the blame. Maybe they do. But first ask yourself, is it me? Is it me? Was I the one who did wrong? Lord, would you please show me if it was me? You've got a problem with your church, or maybe you think you're starting to have a problem with your church. Go to God and say, Lord, if it is a problem that I have created, if it's a problem within my heart, would you please reveal it to me? And I promise if you reveal it to me, I will get it right. That's the first thing you should do. You think you have a problem with your church. You think you have a problem with your pastor. You think you have a problem with the assistant or the youth director or the piano player or a Sunday school teacher or something. You first ask yourself the question, is it me? When you feel like your church is changing, here's the next thing you should do. Go to the preacher with any issues that you may have. Go to the preacher with any issues you may have have. Now, don't go to him and, and rib him out. Don't go to him and, and rip him. Don't, 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 don't go to him and, and, and twist the knife and, 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 and stab him. Don't do that. And I'm talking, you know, metaphorically, not literally. Like, don't do it literally either. But go to him humbly. Say, preacher, you know, I love you. I, I think I'm starting to have a little bit of an issue with you. You say, man, that's honest. Be honest with your pastor. He can take it. He would much prefer for you to be honest and tell him that you're struggling with something than to just keep it and let it fester like a wound. That'd be so much better. Go to him. Talk it out. Hear, hear what he has to say on the situation. Sometimes something that was handled will leave us scratching our head will say, you know, I don't know why pastor did it that way. You know, I don't know if that really sits well with me. You know, that kind of bothers me, honestly. I'm not a huge fan of the way that was handled. Look, there are times like that. Here's what you do. You go to your pastor and say, Preacher, could you maybe explain that to me? I know I'm not, I'm not the boss and I'm not in charge, and you're the pastor. You have to answer to God for this church, but this is leaving me scratching my head a little bit. I was just curious on what your thought process was. Don't go to him to, to, I can't even say the words. Don't go to him to critique him. Don't go to him to correct him. Now, sometimes there's times where people need to know the truth. But go to him and say, hey, could you, could you give me a little insight? Because sometimes when we, when, our, when we are left with our heads, or we're scratching our heads and we're wondering why in the world did they handle it that way, Sometimes he has a reason for what they, the, the quote is, a reason for the madness. Sometimes they have a reason for the way it was handled in that way. 
And the pastor could probably explain it to you, or maybe he could say, you know what, I can't go into detail. But let me tell you, that's something that I really prayed about, and I really felt that the Holy Spirit would have us do it this way. And I think there's a lot of wisdom there. I can't reveal all the details. And maybe he says yet, maybe he doesn't say yet. But I can't reveal the details yet. But just trust me on that one. And I really feel that I prayed about that and gave it and did it wisely. Give your pastor a chance to have a, a chance to talk with you rather than jumping to conclusions. If you think your church is changing, here's what you do after you've examined yourself, after you've talked to your pastor. The next thing you do is if you disagree with something, ask yourself if it's just something small and of non-importance that Satan is using to get you discontent or to disconnect. Ask yourself, is this a personal soapbox? Is this something that just, it's bothering me, but it's just me? Like, this is a truly, like, personal thing. This is, like, no big deal. Satan is just using this to try and get me to not respect my pastor, to not love my church, because I can tell you stories where that was a member's issue, like, that was literally theirs. <laughs> like, nobody else has that issue, and it was really not a big deal. It was, like, their personal, uh, what do they call those things, where it's their you're probably telling me, but I can't hear you. This is pre-recorded, and um, but you know that was their personal thing. It was their perf- personal preference, something that perturbs just them. You know, ask yourself: Is this something Satan is using to get me to disconnect with my church? Next, if you if you feel your church is changing, if you have a problem with another member, go to them and lovingly, and humbly lovingly and humbly discuss the issue with them. Can I remind you that if you have another a, a problem with another member, that it is biblical for you to go to them? It is biblical for you to take the issue to them. Matthew 18, 15 says, Moreover, if thy brother shall trespass against thee, go and tell him his fault between thee and him alone. If he shall hear thee, Thou hast gained thy brother. Don't you have a problem with your with your church member, and now it's creating an issue between you and just the church in general. You're like, oh, I don't know why they don't handle this. I don't know why the pastor didn't step in. You know, so and so should have never done that. You've got an issue with your brother. Quit spreading it to everybody else. Go to them and say, Hey, can I talk to you? Uh, I've got a little bit of a problem. That's biblical. You see, I'm not willing to do that. Well, then you're not willing to follow God's Word. Then that's just the truth. Matthew 18, 15. Um, You feel your church is changing. Here we go. Here's the next one. Ask yourself if you have checked out in any areas. Maybe you don't listen as intently as you used to during the preaching. Maybe you've given up on a ministry that you used to work in. Maybe you stopped passing out tracts. Maybe you quit getting excited about the future vision of the church. Those are all signs that you have checked out. And frankly, when somebody checks out of a hotel room, it's not long before they grab their stuff and leave. Or really, they're standing at the counter, they're leaving right now. Church members can get that way. They can check out. They stop listening to the preaching, and instead of saying, that was great, Pastor, they say, they give some sarcastic comment, well, that was a little longer than usual. They begin to check out It's not long before they leave. So ask yourself, 
have I checked out in any areas? So if you think your church is changing, examine yourself first. Go to your preacher with any issues. If you disagree with something, ask yourself if it's a personal preference thing. If you have a problem with another member, go to them personally and talk with them. And then ask yourself if you've checked out in any areas. Those will help you in examining yourself, along with asking yourself, is it me? And asking yourself, if every other member was just like me, what would my church be like? Here's some tips to to keep your church from changing on a personal level. These are things that if you allow these into your life, you will have a part in changing your church. Does that mean you change the church by yourself? Maybe, maybe not, but you'll definitely have a part in it. Your name will be on part of that church change. Um, Tips to keep your church from changing. Quit partaking in gossip. You got a juicy tidbit on brother so-and-so? Keep it to yourself. And quit listening to the person who's providing the gossip. Shut him down. So-and-so comes to you and says, hey, did you hear about, you know, so-and-so? You know, they were up at the casino the other week. That's where you look at them and you say, really? You know what? That's not good. You know what the Bible says we should do? Me and you should go to him personally. And you grab that other brother by the shoulder and you say, come on, let's go talk to them. And they say, no, 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 no. Why would we do that? You say, they quit gossiping. It'll fix the gossiper real quick. Just trust me. You try it one time, it'll fix it. Uh, Next, be a giver. Be a giver. You don't want your church to change? Be a giver. Here's the next one. Be faithful to everything. Maybe the church is changing because your faithful attendance has stopped. And when I say be faithful to everything, I mean faithful to everything. Sunday school, Sunday morning, Sunday night, Wednesday night, soul winning, revivals, missions conference, prayer breakfast. You be there. You be there. And you be faithful to everything. Next, go to soul winning and prayer meetings. I already said that, but it needs to be said again. Go to soul winning and prayer meetings. Next, find a place to serve. Find a place to serve. You don't want your church to change? Good. You don't want your church to get rid of the junior church ministry? Good. Maybe they're missing workers and they need some help. And maybe the only thing that's going to keep the church ministry of junior church going or whatever ministry you want to pick from dying and going away is they need some workers and maybe you're the person who can step up to the plate and give them a a base hit. I don't know my baseball terms too well, so it took me a little bit to think of something. But find a place to serve. There's always a place to serve. There's the cleaning crew. There's the, maybe you have a security detail at church. Maybe junior church. Maybe Sunday school. You say, well, I can't teach. Be a Sunday school helper. Bus ministry. Soul winning. Passing an offering plate around. Passing out bulletins. Being a door greeter. There is always something to do. So find a place to serve. Amen during the preaching and take notes. Pray for your pastor every single day. And don't you dare. And myself too. We should never dare say, well, that message was kind of, ugh. Yeah, it took a little long, kind of a little dry. Did you pray for your pastor? Because if you did not pray for him, what do you expect? Sing the hymns with passion and heart, whether you feel like you can sing or not. Fellowship with your fellow members and greet visitors. Don't get don't come in and sit down. Get up. 
Fellowship with people. Greet visitors. You should never have a service where there's a visitor and you don't get by to shake their hand. Introduce yourself to them. Invite them to lunch. Try and connect with them. Find out where they're from. Fellowship with your fellow members and greet visitors. There we go. Never contribute to a clique. Always be adding people to your list of who you go out to eat with or who you invite to your home. Naturally, you're going to connect with some members a little bit more over others. Maybe they're the same age as you. Maybe they have the same amount of kids as you do. Maybe they're from the same hometown as you. Maybe they have the same um, job career as you do, right? There's naturally who you have more in common with, you're going to connect with a little bit easier. But sometimes we can get stuck in a rut. Well, I go out with so-and-so and this family and this family on this night. Go out with somebody different. Change it up every now and then. Don't contribute to a click. Invite new people to your home. Back your pastor and his vision for the church. Back your pastor and his vision for the church. Stay in your Bible and, and continue to grow personally. Listen to me. Don't get upset with your church and say, my church is changing. If you're not staying faithful to the Word of God, faithful to a personal prayer time, and get upset. You stay growing personally. Always stay in the Word of God. And then next, don't expect everyone to be spiritual giants. Remember that everyone is growing, including you. Don't expect everyone to be spiritual giants. Remember that everyone is growing, including you. I had a, uh, there was a, a long time ago now, there was uh, someone I knew who was leaving their church because, well, you know, all they do is they talk about football every now and then. You know, I get together with the guys and they talk about football or they talk about hunting and they never talk about God. And for one, he was just disgruntled. That wasn't true. But they never talk about God and they never talk about his blessings. And they're just not as spiritual as me. And so I'm going to leave. Well, that's brilliant. That's just brilliant. You know, you're going to leave the place where you're supposed to help people grow spiritually. You're just not going to go to church anymore. Great idea. And, uh, you know, he was upset because people weren't spiritual giants never realizing the fact that neither was he. It's easy to point the finger because I'm not either, right? We're all growing. We've all got things to work on. But don't go into church and say, well, there, you know, not everybody, you know, there are some people who just come on Sunday mornings only, so I'm not going to come at all. Oh, that really makes sense. That really makes sense. Don't expect everyone to be a spiritual giant. Realize that everyone is growing, including you. So your church might be changing, and this may be the biggest reason why. Because you are. And if you don't want it to change, then do everything you possibly can to contribute to your church staying the same. And ask yourself the question, if every church member was just like me, what would my church be like? Or really, would there be any church at all? When you've examined yourself first. Then you could go forward and look at the other nine things that we have talked about in this series. Where is my church going? Ten signs your church is changing. I hope you have enjoyed this series. I hope it's been a blessing to you, and I hope these episodes have really helped to shape and mold how you look at your church and how you look to yourself to make a good stand on the Word of God and to be a biblical Christian as God would have you to be. 
If you have any questions on what we've discussed, you can always email me, joshua at sandycreekstirrings.com. Again, that's joshua at sandycreekstirrings.com. Thank you for listening today. Until next time, keep looking up. He's coming back soon. And keep stirred up for the cause of Christ.